Today we celebrate a feast day of St. Damien of Molokai. Now, I don't always do enough in celebration of the saints' days. I'll, I'll do the liturgy celebration for an obligatory saint and some of the optional memorials, but I don't speak enough about them, I think, in the homilies. I always seem to focus on the gospel passage, which is good. The priest has the opportunity to choose. But this is one of my top 10 saints. You've always heard me say I have a top 10. Of course, it starts with Mary, Joseph, and St. Faustina. And then right after that for me is St. Louis IX. That's when I was in high school. And they asked if he could be any person in the world. You know, people were saying Michael Jordan and all this and that. And I said, I would want to be St. Louis IX. This, this guy had it all. But right up there for, the, for me is St. Damien of Molokai. If you don't know his story, um, I was invited out to um, Hawaii a few years ago before the COVID um, to do a symposium on St. Damien of Molokai. And I knew some about him. But not until I did that that I have a true, just overwhelming um, attachment to this saint. And this is a guy that we need to know more about. Who is he and what's his story? Um, he's a very recent saint that was uh, canonized by Benedict XVI. His name came from a 6th century martyr. Uh, but he's from Belgium, right? So he was born in 1840. In Belgium, he was pulled out of school at 13. Reminds me, I said, a lot of my grandmother who was pulled out of school at 12 years old to make money for the family. Um, and he did too. So he basically came from a great family, like Father Seraphim, who had a brother and a sister that were a priest and a nun. Father Seraphim was kind of like this. He had an older brother and two sisters that took religious vows in the sacred hearts of Jesus and Mary. And so their brothers, biological brothers of St. Damien, worried that he was too uneducated to become a priest. And that reminds me of one of my other top 10 favorite saints. Well, he's not a saint yet. Vote, please not vote, that's terrible. Uh, pray for him to be a, a, a saint. And that's um, Solanus Casey out of Detroit. Right now, do you know that we've never had an American-born male saint? Never. We've never had one. And they're talking about Fulton Sheen, uh, Solanus Casey. Solanus Casey, awesome, amazing. And, uh, but they told him he was too uneducated. And look at how he changed the world. Um, but anyway, the, um, the thing about St. Damien of Molokai is he prayed each day before the icon of St. Francis Xavier, he wanted to be sent on a mission. And God answered him because he ended up replacing his own brother on a trip to Hawaii, not for vacation, but to the leper colony. Now, back then, leprosy, you know, leprosy is throughout the Bible. We hear it all the time in the Bible. It's actually Hansen's disease. That's the actual name is Hansen's disease. And back then it was believed that it was very highly contagious as it was believed in our Bible passages. And this resulted in quarantining leprosy patients. Ironically, you know where this came from? It was brought to Hawaii from China. So very similar, right, to what's, what comes around goes around. Um, from 1866 to 1969, so basically 100 years, 
8,000 Hawaiians were sent there to be in quarantine. The problem is they said the quarantine was worse than the disease. And I keep going back to what we just went through over the last three years. Mental health treatments couldn't happen because they were all quarantined and suicide skyrocketed. And so we saw this with what St. Damien wrote as well. Um, Hawaii had planned for the lepers to be able to care for themselves and grow their own crops. So Molokai is one of the part of the Hawaiian islands. And so when he arrived at Molokai, he found that the colony, this is St. Damien, was very poorly maintained. So I got to go visit this island. You had to actually fly to this island. And so what was happening is anarchy, alcoholism, this all reigned and people there were living uh, just in squalor. They didn't have much treatment, but he changed that. Um, he led the building of houses, schools, roads, hospitals, churches. His church, St. Philomena, he loved St. Philomena. And that's still there. Um, he would dress people's ulcers. He built a reservoir, made coffins, dug graves, shared pipes, smoking pipes with the people. He ate with them. Um, he provided both medical and emotional support. But in interestingly, he got leprosy in 1885. Now, this is interesting because leprosy is really not very contagious. It was thought to be, but it really isn't. And most people of the period just assumed that it was very contagious. Again, not so. We have treatment today. And later, the medical community found out that 95% of human beings are immune to leprosy. 95% are immune to it. The only way you can catch it is if you come into close contact repeatedly with nose and mouth droplets of someone else um, with untreated leprosy. And somehow that's how he got it. Uh, he was a victim soul. And so only 5% of the human population can really get it. And it takes several years to get it. So it's really odd. So Father Damien became one of those. Now, later, he was replaced by Sister Marianne Cope out of New York, um, I think Syracuse, if I'm remembering right. And she replaced him with her sisters. They, they sent letters out to all these religious communities. None responded after St. Damien got sick to come out there. But Marianne Cope, she did. And she went out there, but she never got it. Now, St. Damien, how he realized he had it was he accidentally stepped in a pot of scalding water by accident. I don't know how you would do that, how there would be a pot of scalding water on the floor that you accidentally step in. But he did, and he felt nothing. So he knew he was in trouble, because this was a common way that people discovered if they were infected by leprosy, because you don't have the nerve the nerve endings, and you can't feel it. And so leprosy attacks those nerve endings, and a victim may even hurt themselves but feel no pain. You could literally rip off a finger, and they wouldn't feel it. Very wicked disease. But Father Damien continued his work despite this. Have you ever seen those pictures of him? Oh, my gosh. What are they? I don't watch TV anymore, but isn't there some show called The Walking Dead or something like that? I, I don't know. I hear about these things. I don't watch this stuff. But 
he really was the walking dead. He was so motivated with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to do this work that when you see pictures of him, you're like, how is this guy alive? And so anyway, it was taking over his body, and he had an arm in a sling, a foot in bandages. His leg was dragging, yet he kept working, never gave up, like St. Paul. We didn't hear him talking about vacations and days off. He went and worked all the way till he passed. Um, they said that he derived his strength all from prayer and devotion. And he tried to complete as many projects as possible before he knew he would die. Um, wow, most other people would throw in the towel. Why, why, what use is this? And um, he was very tough, and that inspired others. Do you know that even the Protestants um, raised huge amounts of money, and the Church of England sent tons of support to him. That's, that's ecumenism right there. Uh, they sent supplies. But he was there for 16 years in the colony, finally died on April 15, 1889. And he was buried nearby there on the island. And his, and his remains were sent back to Belgium. Now, only the Catholics do this, right? They took his right hand and returned it back to Hawaii in 1995 to be buried in his original grave at Molokai. So they took his hand off his body and sent that back. So this saint here has literally spread over different continents. But to finish St. Damien, he's the 10th person in the United States to be recognized as a saint. All right, like Catherine Drexel and, and others, but none of them males were born here. We don't have one yet. So um, very, very interesting. Now, his um, uh, miracle is this Hawaiian woman had a rare form of cancer, and she had remission of it after praying at his grave. She was diagnosed with something called liposarcoma, which is a cancer that comes in the fat cells. And her doctor said this to her, nobody in recorded medical history has ever survived this cancer. It's going to take you. You will die. Please prepare. And it didn't. She prayed to him, and she did not die. So he's considered the spiritual patron for leprosy victims, of course, but also outcasts. Uh, you know Gandhi? Remember Gandhi from India? Mohammed Gandhi? And he said that he was so inspired by St. Damien that um, his social campaigns in India were inspired by that, leading to the independence in India. So what, a, what an amazing story. And then finally he said, the world can boast, this is what Gandhi said. Gandhi said, the world can boast of very few heroes who compare with Father Damien of Molokai. The Catholic Church, on the contrary, counts by the thousands those who are the example of Father Damien, who have devoted themselves to the victims of leprosy, a true hero. Even President Obama acknowledged him and admired him, saying that he gave a voice to the voiceless and dignity to the sick. And he was chosen as the greatest Belgian throughout that country's history. You think of all the wartime warriors they've had and 
generals and presidents, and they, they call Damien the greatest Belgian who ever lived. And so I think the message of today is we see an example in our Catholic saints. You know, all the time we get criticized in our Catholic faith that, oh, you're worshiping the saints, you're worshiping Mary. No, we are not worshiping them. We see in them examples of how to live a virtuous life. It is possible. It can be done. And this guy did it despite the fear. I mean, he was in a much more um, dangerous situation than what we went through the last three years, but yet he had no fear. He had no fear. And so this is, to me, one of the great saints, one of my favorite, top 10 for me, I say. Um, and let us pray to St. Damien of Molokai today to help so many people who are in need and who are outcasts, um, who have any diseases or illnesses. St. Damien is definitely the saint to pray to. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.